Sarah, there are a few things in my life that once I find them, there's no going back. And one of those discoveries is comfortable, supportive, cute shoes from our sponsor, Vionic. I can confidently say I will never buy painful shoes again for a couple of reasons. But number one is that my podiatrist would be mad at me, right? Unsupportive shoes can cause so many issues and I don't have time for that. Oh, yeah, Megan, I hear you. The great thing is Vionic makes it easy to say yes to their shoes. And I think a perfect place to start is with the Vionic Vitals collection. These are the essential styles I grab first basically every day. The collection includes loafers, sandals, heels, flats, and sneakers. And between me and you, Megan, and our team member, Katie, we've tried and loved them all. I've been getting so many compliments lately on the Uptown Loafer, and I just clocked like 15 miles in this pair of shoes on a visit to New York City last month. So the comfort factor is no joke. Oh my gosh, I love my Uptown Loafers too so much. And right now I'm kind of living in the Malibu Beach slip-on. It's easy to try out Vionic shoes because every pair comes with a 30-day risk-free trial. Wear them, love them, or return for a full refund within 30 days. Use code themomhour15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Vionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 325 of the Mom Hour. I'm Megan Francis here with Sarah Powers. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Megan. How are you? I'm good, and I like that number. 325. It feels like a good round number, even though it's not a round number. <laughs> it does. It, it feels like a time of day almost. We yes. just uh, got done recording last week's episode that you've all already heard about like an ideal day, but 325 just feels like something's, something's going to happen. Yeah. I love it. Well, we don't have a topic today. So <laughs> see you later. <laughs> so, that, that was it. That was the whole episode. Bye, Nothing's going to happen. Okay. Just kidding. So, well, it's actually... I don't know. Am I kidding? We really don't have much of a topic, but every year or almost every year, we just kind of take a breather in the late summer and catch up because Sarah, you were just asking me before we started recording. You're like, I don't even know what's going on with you yeah. Um, because things get busy. And we're when we're working, we're like trying to maximize our summertime time. So when we get into talk about work, we just talk about work and then we get out, you know, and then we go live our lives and have kids around us all the time and stuff like that. So there's just not a lot of opportunity to just talk about what's going on. And then I think that that trickles down to us not sharing with you all Mm -hmm. what's happening because it's just all happening. There's so much happening. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. I agree. Um, And it's funny, we don't ever really plan this type of episode. And some years we call it a grab bag or like a catch up session. And there's always this like slightly sheepish tail between our legs of like, oh, we didn't bring you like a super helpful parenting topic this week. And we always get really nice emails, at least from those who like it. And maybe those who don't just don't write to us, but just saying like, oh, we love it when you guys just catch up. And so today's a catch up um, and a and a kind of summer, I don't know, end of summer like check in because it's yeah. not back to school quite yet. But at the same time, um, so this is airing August 10th. We're actually recording it August 1st. And depending on where you are in the country, your kids could be having their first day of school if you're if you have kids in school this week, last week, and then you could also be three weeks away. So I also find it kind of a weird mom time of year, at least in the industry we work in, which is parenting focused, because you could have people on full blown camping trips, family reunions or like off to a wedding. And you can also have people all the way into back to school. Um, Yeah. And that brings me to something I wanted to mention about about timing. We're, we are recording this August 1st. You'll hear it August 10th. Where I am in, in California, the COVID situation right now is changing pretty rapidly. And we used to always kind of give this disclaimer like a year and a half ago, like, hey, everybody, if you hear us talking about, I don't know, going to the grocery store and now you're not allowed to go to the grocery store, like there's a there's a time delay that happens in our recording. And also everyone lives in very different parts of the country. So we are yeah. going to catch up about our summer travels today. Um, and I just, I think keeping in mind that as this situation evolves, I might not have, I might not be doing some things in two weeks that I did two weeks ago. And that's just me in my California situation. You may be totally different, Megan. So there's the COVID 
the COVID stuff. The COVID disclaimer that we all have to do now and have for many months. Um, yeah. And I think on the flip side of that, you know, up until now, because some of these, you know, depending where you are, again, for some people, this summer has felt relatively normal. Like, yeah. no, you know, people aren't masking. People are traveling again. People are doing stuff. And I think one thing that I, and this is a reminder for me, that I've kind of struggled with is the fact that like, so because of that, this summer just looks different in the opposite way. Like last year, my garden was great. This year, it's non-existent. I mm-hmm. haven't been home that much to tend to it. And not every summer has to look exactly the same. And that's a reminder for myself. Like it's it's not like it didn't count um, if last year you did a bunch of home projects around your house and it felt really good, but this year you haven't gotten to it. Like it still counts that you did it last year and you'll yeah. still get, and maybe you'll do it again. Like whatever the thing is, whatever hobby or activity you felt great about last year, if there hasn't been room for it yet this year, that's okay too. Like we're allowed to always have, we're allowed to have different kinds of summers every year, depending on what's going on. Absolutely. And I remember actually having quite a bit of, I don't know if jealousy is the right word. I felt, um, very unincluded in the most of the world's summer experience when I was a new mom in Arizona, partly because you cannot go outside in Arizona in the summer. It's more like winter. So like things like I'd read blog posts or I'd follow these online moms about like what they were doing. And I just, I lived in a climate that was different and my kids weren't in school yet. And I remember feeling a little alienated by all of the summertime out of school and then back to school discussion. So that's just validating that obviously we're going to share what's going on in, in our lives and check in with each other. We know that's different for everybody. And if you're not in the school phase yet, I think it's very normal to feel like, well, summer's not that much different. It's just hotter if you have, right. You know, if you're a stay at home mom with a bunch of babies, for example. So I remember, I do remember that feeling really well, actually, when I was a, a new mom in Arizona. So Megan's summer is calling and no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor factor are here to keep us energized for everything that comes with it. Whether our listeners are planning on pool days, family bike rides, or evenings at the ballpark, factor meals can be ready in two minutes whenever hunger strikes. There's no shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. So talk about easy, right? Yeah, it doesn't get much easier than that, Sarah. Plus, factors chef-crafted meals also make it easy to stay on track with our wellness goals. Factor's meals are fresh, never frozen, and they include some seriously gourmet options like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. So here's how it works. Factor provides a weekly menu of 35 different choices, including preferences like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Plus, they have more than 60 add-ons like breakfast, lunch, snacks, and beverages. I recently signed my brother up for Factor Meals, and I covered his first couple of shipments as his birthday present. He just told me he's been loving them so much he plans to take over the subscription and keep on ordering. He is a nurse and works nights, so having a healthier option to quickly heat up on his break or when he gets home from a 12-hour shift is perfect. Well, listeners, what are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash momhour5050 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code momhour50 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Sarah, I love it when the mom hour is able to partner with other female founded brands. And that's the case with our sponsor, Our Place. Our Place makes stunning kitchen products that are healthy and sustainable. We've been testing out some items from Our Place for a little while now. So I'm curious, Sarah, what does your family think? Okay, well, we are absolutely loving our new bakeware set from Our Place. It's a five-piece set that includes three different sizes of baking dishes. So, you know, for your banana bread loaf, your brownies, your lasagna, all the things. And then it also comes with this griddle pan that works on the stovetop or in the oven. We chose the neutral steam color, and it's so pretty, but there are so many cool colors to choose from. Oh, that sounds so nice. Um, I picked sage, which is such a pretty green for our cookware set. And everything our place offers is non-toxic. They're really leading the way with their durable, easy to clean ceramic coatings. Unfortunately, a lot of other companies are still using forever chemicals because they're cheap, but there's so much research coming out about how harmful they can be. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter our code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. 
That's from ourplace.com and the code is MOMHOUR. All right, Megan. So I maybe know a little bit of how you're going to answer this question, but I feel like I'm not caught up. So I was wondering if you've had any parenting or kid milestones this summer or just anything the kids have been up to that's like worth noteworthy. It's going to make yeah. a family newsletter, so to speak. <laughs> if I were to do this, is it? This is a family <laughs> newsletter. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's been quite a few. Okay. So Will finally got his driver's license. He got it on my birthday last week uh, before this recording. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a long and drawn out process that I will get into later in the episode. <laughs> um, but he's very excited. I've barely seen my car over the last week and he's oh got gosh. a car that's in the shop right now. So once that car is ready for him, I don't even know what's going to happen. I'm going to have to like, you know, probably install something that turns it off at a certain point. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's a con- thing. Parental controls yes, on the car. The car. Um, Clara went to sleepaway camp. I believe I talked a little bit about that on Instagram, but I don't know that mm-hmm. I've mentioned it on the show. She had a great time, but was pretty nervous. Like she's never been much for not sleeping at home mm, and that's yeah. gotten better. I mean, she's gotten, she's gotten more open to those experiences. Um, but for her to go away to camp for four or five days, like willingly was, was pretty big. And she actually had a fantastic time. Owen got his braces on, so he looks like a legit teenager, and he's growing his hair out. I don't, it's just something. He's got a lot going on, right? A lot of teenage <laughs> going on right now. Um, Isaac finally quit the job that he's had for the last two and a half years, I want to two years, and left the town he was living in and moved home. Like, it's been, I mean, he had one of those jobs that he kind of fell into through someone I used to be dating. This happens all the time. Like, like I'll be dating someone and like, it doesn't work out, but I somehow use that connection for, to get my kids a job or something. And in this case, he liked the guy a lot and, um, and he it was a good job for a 19 year old kid, but like for a 21 year old who really wants to move on, it wasn't so great. You know what I mean? So like yeah. it yeah, served a purpose. It. He yeah. saved, yeah, he saved a bunch of money. He lived with some friends in Grand Rapids. He enjoyed it. He was ready to be done. And he finally decided he just had to quit that job. Um, and he did. And now he's going to take advantage. Um, he and I or Jacob are going to both take advantage of a local community college that's giving away free tuition next year. Amazing. So he's moving home um, and he's very excited about it. So that's just been there's been a lot of kind of frenetic activity in the past six weeks. How about you guys? Yeah. Well, first of all, I didn't know Isaac had moved home. So that's like one of the major updates that I yeah. actually did not know. And he so just you- went and got all of his stuff out yesterday and brought it. And brought it home. So he went, got a U-Haul, picked up his bed. All yep. five kids under the same roof. Yeah. <gasps> and that would be one of those times. This would be. Yeah. Yes. Oh yep. Gosh. So for us, Allegra did a sleepaway camp for two weeks. So unlike Clara, she actually is pretty good on overnights. And she had done in the past, either through school or another camp, she had been away for as many, I think, as five nights one time and, and three nights a couple other times. But this was two full weeks, which is a big jump. And I think it was probably harder on the rest of us. Like the first week felt normal. And the second week, it just felt like we hadn't seen her in so long. And that was big. Um, it was a very like arts and music focused camp. So it wasn't nature outdoorsy, which that's perfect for her. Um, and it was, she did like a music production focus. So she learned how to mix and edit music and, um, it was just great. So that was great. Um, she got braces in January, but she got a palate expander on the roof of her mouth over the summer, which is like just a torture device, you know, of course, like a lot of the orthodontia she's doing great with it. Um, but it just, yeah, it adds a layer to that teenage-ness and it kind of made her speech kind of funny for a couple of days. She's just leveled up in a lot of ways. We're letting her babysit now. Um, Reed did an overnight at his so our zoo has a day camp, like a, just a regular day camp. And he did the day camp, but they let older kids sleep over at the zoo one of the nights. Oh, um, okay. And I did it when I was a kid and he got to do that. And he actually, he's oh. 11 and he had never, we realized because of COVID canceling some of the trips that might've happened in fourth or fifth grade, little, little school things. Um, he had never really spent the night away from home that wasn't like the grandparents house or something. Right. So it was kind of a big deal for him. And he's he's um he doesn't get homesick, but he's, I don't know, a little more scattered in terms of like, he's not super executive functioning mature. So things like setting up his own tent and packing his bag and repacking his bag, it, it stretched him and it was really good for him. Um, 
And then I, something I have just noticed in general, like in terms of leveling up of parent or kid stuff, is we have been enjoying a lot of our like summer movies and TV shows much more as a family unit this summer. And I remember you talking about like, oh, my kids are all binging Arrested Development right now, or we're all, we've all been mm-hmm. watching XYZ. And at the time, we just, my family wasn't there yet. We were still very much like put on a movie for the kids over here, Brian and I watching a show over here. So that's just been kind of a fun little thing to notice that um, Brian's watching all the Marvel movies from the like chronologically with Allegra and Reed, which I have no interest in, but that's <laughs> their thing. Allegra is watching quite a few shows with Brian and me um, or we'll watch something all together. We've been doing some documentaries. So that's just I don't know if you're in the land of like Peppa Pig or handing your kid an iPad that I I was in that land for so long. It's just kind of a cool thing to notice. Like, wow, like we are we're just watching a lot together as a family. It's kind of cool. I love that. Yeah. All right. Well, is has anything this summer been harder than you expected it would be or like any big summer fails? Like we already did a whole episode where we complained about petty stuff, but this is more that was a couple of weeks ago. But right. this is more like anything that did not go as planned or hasn't gone as planned or that just was like a flat out summer fail. Yeah. And some frustrations. So Will's driver's license took so long to get. So like part of that was COVID. He took his, he actually took the first segment of driver's ed. I mean, I don't, it was a really long time ago. It was pre COVID. And then he got his, his segment one, um, your little certificate, which means you can go get your permit. And that's when everything started to fall apart because (laughs) we couldn't find his, like, I don't know. We had to get him a replacement social security card. I think that was what happened. And, you know, all the social security offices were closed down. So it all had to happen via mail, which meant we had to like send documents in the mail, like, like the real copies and hope that they get back. But like the first time I sent it, it wasn't the right stuff. And they sent me back a letter and that took like a month. And then I had to send like another, like I had to write a letter because he didn't have any ID. Like he doesn't have identification because he was at the time he was 16. All he had was like a, um, all he had was his student ID. Anyway, long story short, it finally happened, but it was one of those where like all the frustrations of dealing with like a, a bureaucracy and trying yes. to get stuff done was multiplied by the fact that there's no way to go in and talk to anybody. Like mm-hmm. all of this is happening either by like leaving voicemails and hoping you get a call back or um, sending stuff through the mail. So that took a really long time that he had his, his permit. And then he three times in a row. So he had to get his, um, he had to take his road test and three times in a row, we just had weird things that happened that kept us from being able to do it and had made us have to reschedule. And then because of COVID with everybody like catching up, it was rescheduling like two months out. So the poor kid waited a really long time. And the last time he was supposed to go, he lost his wallet. Oh so he, no. Like we're on our way there. And he's like, wait, where's my wallet? And he can't find it. And so he didn't have his permit. So he couldn't go. So anyway, all that said, he finally got it. And it felt like such a dragging across the finish line that felt fantastic. Um, and, you know, he's been a really busy person. So not only did he not have his license, but I've, I've been driving him a lot of places, which mm-hmm. now he's driving himself and that's great. I would say Owen is just a little disinterested in life at the moment. Um, I think that's pretty common for 15. Like I, 15 is kind of a crummy age. Like you're not old enough to drive. A lot of places won't hire you. Mm-hmm. You're just kind of early teen awkward. Um, and for girls, I think they're kind of over it by 15. But for boys, 15 just seems to be kind of like a frumpy age. And so yeah. it's kind of deep in that. And then here's two personal failures. One, <laughs> I have not been on my kayak one time. Not oh, once. Oh, wow. Which, you know, the last three summers I've been kayaking all the time. I've just had other stuff going on. And it just, I've had a couple times that I was going to go. And for whatever reason, something else has come up and I haven't done it. And then my pool is a swamp of failure. My pool is still green. I can't get it under control. And a big part of that is what I mentioned earlier. We're not around enough to take care of it. So we didn't get, we didn't really um, proactively get in front of it early. Will had this friend who works with pools, mom. So he was going to come help and I was going to pay them to take care of it. And then I should have known by like the second weekend when this kid's schedule was too busy and couldn't come that I should just do it myself or hire somebody. But I didn't, I waited. And then the kids were all gone for like two weeks, like not, not full two full weeks, but like close to two weeks. And so I wasn't going to clean the pool out myself like yeah. that. No, in, no interest. 
So, you know, every day, and it's really funny because Isaac likes to go lay on the um, deck and like lay out. And so I'll look at him and he's laying out next to this like, next to the swamp. Green algae swamp. I mean, it looked hilarious. It looks like, I mean, like out of a movie. It's <laughs> very funny. But we'll promise he's he's like, when we get back from our vacation, um, I am gonna get that pool going. And I'm like, I don't even care if it's for one day. At this point, yeah. I just want one day of crystal blue water that I can get in. Just one day. I don't even care. And we're running out of summer. So maybe it won't happen. And I'm just gonna have to make peace with that because it really bothers me. But. Yeah, that's hard. And when it's such a large actual thing to look at, um, yes. it's like it I takes can up be, most of my outdoor space, really. Yeah, so. I can be very uh, it can be like death by a thousand cuts for me if there's something. Well, you all know my roof was being redone. Something that's just an, an ever present eyesore is I, it makes me sound like really snobby, I guess. But like it's like a visual thing where it's like, gosh, yep. I'm looking at the swampy pool again. Um, so I I relate. Maybe you'll have an incredible like um, late summer warmth, like a really it's, warm September or something. It's very possible. Cool. And I don't, I'll keep it just to look nice, just to yes. lay out, like just to lay outside and look at it. But we've, we've just been busy kind of all off doing our own thing. And they're just last year, it all congealed around this two to three week time when we all like together attacked the pool and like made it. So, yeah, and this year that time just never happened. Like it was yeah. just never a good time. And then I realized that's why people, um, fill in their pools. Right. Right. <laughs> and don't well, do them at all. And to so. your point at the beginning of the episode, summer 2020 was very different in what was what we were able to do and what the safety yeah. recommendations. So that pool served you. And then some like that pool it was, was like amazing last year. It was a lifesaver benefit yes. for your family. So that's OK. If it's, it's just like your garden, it's a little sleepy this year. Right. So. OK, so I have a pretty good summer fail to start with, and it is a Fourth of July uh, fireworks watching fail, which seems to be recurring. We have had several Fourth of July's go poorly, and I won't go into the others, but it may be like we're a bit cursed. Um, so Allegra was away at camp, so it was just me, Brian, Reed, and Violet, and I have this local friend who bought a piece of property mid COVID, like another COVID move, life change. But there's no house on it, but it's way up in the hills, and so she's out of town. But I said, "Hey, is anybody going to be up on the mountain um, where you have this piece of property?" And she said, "My mom and stepdad might go up there to watch the fireworks because it, it looks down on the city. So we thought it'd be a really cool view. The fireworks would be kind of far away, but they'd be really clear to see, and no crowds. You know me, like no crowds, no yeah. parking lots, none of that." And yeah, so, I remember you telling me about doing this. I don't think I ever got the, you know, the didn't update. Hear the, the fail, the finale, so, so to speak. No. So we stayed, we, we didn't go up there until this was the saving grace was that we thought about maybe we'll pack a picnic and go up there and like spend the evening, watch the sunset, blah, blah, blah. Thankfully we didn't do that. Cause it would have extended the fail. We decided to stay home. We had dinner at home. We packed up like a little couple beverages and some treats. And we got in the car at like eight 30. Cause the fireworks were going to be at nine and we're driving out of like my part of town. And I'm like, the fog's rolling in. That's weird. Cause we do have foggy mornings uh, in the summer, but not usually evenings. And I texted the my friend's mom who was going to be up at the property. And I was like, hey, we're on our way. It's looking kind of foggy. And she goes, it's totally clear up here. Can't wait to see you. Blah, blah, blah. So we get up there and it's like the fog like followed us up the mountain. So by the time <laughs> we get up the mountain, we're looking and I wish I could like show you a picture. This piece of property looks down on the entire city and surrounding areas of Santa Barbara. It's spectacular view. And it was like we were in a cloud. It wasn't just like a little <laughs> cloudy or a little foggy. It was like the feeling of when you're in an airplane and you're just looking at the the smooth white surface of the clouds. And Reed and Violet, I've talked recently about Reed being like his biggest trigger is when like a fun thing gets canceled is like one of his biggest. I can't remember what episode that was. Maybe the never thought the day would come. And he's so much yes, better about it. Was. But like. Yep. Any kid that you've hyped up about fireworks is going to be really sad when you like get in the car and get all like we were all cozy. And anyway, yeah. so there was we thought and then we said, well, maybe the fireworks will go above the cloud line because it's a really low like marine layer. Maybe they'll pop up through and we'll see them above. And pretty soon we started hearing them. You could oh, hear for, you're like, for they miles. Are happening. Hear, mm -hmm. They're happening. We They're happening. Literally can't. And we pulled it up on our phone, like the live, like local news coverage. And the kids watched it on the phone as we sadly got in the car and drove back home. So that was kind of a oh. funny, a funny fail. Um, besides that, I'm going to agree with what you said about Owen and just apply it to a 13 year old girl. I think what I have realized is that a bored teen is a different animal than a than bored younger kids. And I've always yeah. been this 
this mom, like I am that obnoxious mom who's like, boredom is so good for kids. Like they'll figure it out. Like they'll get creative and make a fort. And I would say like that is just won't. They'll just know they will just and they take up so much space. They're so large and they just drape themselves. And then like I'm I'm making light of it, but I actually like it does concern me a little from like mental health perspective. Like I just was like, ooh, having a bored teen in the house is quite different than having bored kids. And that was new. I'm learning. Right. And they suck up all energy, like all the air in the room, too. It's just yes, they become they can become that's when they can become really crabby and mean to their younger siblings, too, because they're looking for something to do, but they're not going to go play. They're not going to like sit down and, you know, make a city out of shoeboxes. Right. That's the kind of thing a little kid does when they're bored. A big kid just becomes real hard to be around. I agree. So that was new for me. I'm not, it's not really a fail, but it's something that I, um, later on I'll get into what she has been doing, but when she's been busy, it's been glorious. So I just realized that like truly the antidote to that is, um, is having a bit more on the calendar. And my default in the past is like, Oh, let them play, let them frolic in the yard and come up with their own ideas. And I'm like, Nope, that's not working for me right now, which is a good lesson that like we can evolve in even what our summer philosophy are like, what type of family are we in the summer can evolve as our kids get older. Um, and then similar to your kayak, I realized I have been to the beach exactly once and the kids exactly once and only once to a swimming pool. So it's been, yeah, we just haven't really been doing those things either. And I'm not, I'm really not sure why I think it's because I got to work when I have to work. And then the camps they've had, it's not that we haven't done anything fun, but to live in a beach town and not have been except for once is kind of sad. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, on the flip side, anything for you that has gone surprisingly well, or just little, like little points of light in your summer? Well, I would just say that overall, it's been a really pleasant summer. Um, Just, there just hasn't, we haven't like accomplished much or done a lot, but like the kids have been hanging out together a lot. I've been puttering around them like I do. Isaac is so excited to be here. Um, And he's been here now pretty much full time for the last three weeks. It's just that he just moved his stuff in yesterday. Um, It's been great having him around. Um, Eric and I bought property in the UP. Uh, This is so exciting. I don't know if I've talked about this before. This has been a long time. Yeah, I don't coming. think the podcast has heard and maybe um, just hints on social. Yeah. So we went up there and looked back in like I don't know, April or May, something like that. And it just it's taken that long for it to actually happen. But we closed in it last week. So um, we'll talk about our summer plans in a little bit and I'll share a little bit more about that. But like it was just kind of a just a thing we both wanted to do. So we just did it. Um, and that took up a lot of just mental energy and time and thinking and that kind of thing. Um, but other than that, it's just been like the usual stuff that makes summer so great for me. Like most of my friends have a pretty light work schedule in the summer or are actually off because they're teachers. Mm -hmm. So there's just a lot of impromptu backyard hang invites or, you know, sometimes bring a kid, sometimes don't, um, walk down the street with your little traveler and visit with a friend in their yard, a lot of casual patio hanging, just all of my favorite things in the summer. Yeah. Um, you know, trips to the beach and that kind of thing, lots of walks. And so it's okay that I haven't gotten around to kayaking and my pool looks yeah. disgusting, right? I'll get around yeah. to it. It'll be better one day. It, one day. Uh, yeah. No, that actually sounds really lovely. Can I ask a question about the property and those sure. at home may be wondering? So when you say you bought property up north, is there like what type of piece of property? And this is different than like, you're not moving to the UP. No, no, so no, what, no. so give a little more. Um, yeah, sorry. That would be good to know. Um, so it is a little less than an acre on Lake Michigan on the North, but in the upper peninsula. So fate. So for those who don't know, Michigan's broken up into two peninsulas. One is the upper peninsula. And Pretty much anytime you hear people talk about Michigan, they're probably not talking about the Upper Peninsula because yeah. the Upper Peninsula is not very populated. Um, it's huge and very wild uh, and beautiful. That's where I grew up. But most of the action is happening, you know, in the lower part of the state. Yeah. So our plan is to put some, well, we have to go look at it. I mean, we have only seen it once and um, we have to go back and look at it and now see now that it's been months since we lay his eyes on it, what do we actually want to do with it? But the plan is to put like a couple rustic cabins on it probably, or um, some glamping tents maybe and Airbnb it. Um, and then just use it as a, as a hangout spot for both of our families when we're not doing that. Originally, I think we wanted to be land barons of the <laughs> upper of Northern Michigan and really like dig in as an investment. And I, I do think we want 
to kind of do it as an investment property, but it's very hard to do that when you're six hours away. Yeah. Um, so this is going to, I mean, this will be like, it's like six, it's six hours from here. So if you start driving yeah, maybe six and a half, you start driving, you have to drive all the way up the yeah. Michigan coast, Lake Michigan coastline, all the way up and around North and then back. Um, so yeah, so that's the plan, but we have to go look at it to see what's possible. So we're trying not to get ahead of ourselves too much with that. It's very exciting. And for you, because you are, you are like so energized by projects and, and a little bit of the unknown. I'm just so happy for you. It's like very, I feel like it's something you've probably wanted for a while. And it's very it exciting. is. Oh, I've wanted to do this for a long time, long, long time. And you know, it's nice to have someone to do it with who's equally enthusiastic and um, we work really well together as kind of like, oh my gosh, I mean, it, we should do a whole episode about property scouting cause it was hilarious, but like, yeah, it's a job when you're in a place with very little internet connection, oh, yeah. um, people's like realtors relationships with maps up there seem to be a little casual. Like, you know, we'd find a property and then just go look for it. And it would take like 45 minutes to find one property. And then we weren't oh, even sure God. if we found it just oh, like a lot of really potentially frustrating relationship building moments. So I feel like there's like a, like a, um, there's a house show. There's a reality show in there somewhere about like a house hunters, but like rural land, rural, like rural house. hunt. Yeah. Like (laughs) rural land hunters. Yeah. And like not even being sure for a while, we weren't honestly sure if the land that we bought was even the one that we thought we bought. Um, like we weren't sure, like that's really, we had to send a surveyor. So anyway, um, very exciting, but that, that was also very unusual. And I wasn't doing that last summer. So that, you know, all the time I put into kayaking last summer, I guess this year I put into property land barren purchase <laughs> land barren yeah. times. Yeah. Yes. Well, what about I you? Love it. Well, I mean, simple things. So surprisingly happy is our weather this summer. Um, yeah, I know everybody says this is again, like, I'm so sorry if you've been dealing with heat waves because it's really frightening. And I have lived in some very, very hot places. So I'm, I'm owning like owning my weather privilege hard right now, but we have had a mild summer and our fall here is usually quite warm. And, um, so anytime we can get into mid July without like a heat wave really feels so good. And I just, it's, it affects my mood. Um, the heat does. And so I just feel so lucky. We're recording this August 1st and we've just had incredible weather this summer. And I know it's just weird because I know different parts of the country have had such extreme really weather. Bad weather. Yes. And I, I the, yeah. the part of the anxious part of me is like, OK, well, this means the other shoe's going to drop. Like now we're going to have like record breaking heat into like October, November, which is totally possible because that is when it gets hot. But I just I'm trying to be grateful for in the moment and in the moment. It's just been incredibly pleasant this summer. And that makes me want to get outside and walk and have the doors and windows open and leads to all those other weather related mood things, mood boosters. Um, I also wanted to report back on way back before the summer. Oh, we were talking about kids and responsibilities and chores at the beginning of the summer. And I declared I wanted to have my kids cook dinner one night each week. And I said I would like hold me accountable. I'll check back. So I thought this would be a good time to do that. Um, we have been traveling the last little bit and we'll get to that in a minute. But before we traveled, so from like early June when school got out until mid-July, we did this almost every week on Tuesday nights and I rotated pairs of kids. So they didn't all cook dinner, the three of them. I thought that probably would not be a good plan. So we, it just rotated like Allegra and Reed and then Allegra and Violet and then Violet and Reed and then back through the cycle. And it has gone really well. I will say they were very excited and they overachieved the first couple times. Allegra and Reed made, um, we bought, we did store-bought pizza dough, like, like the kind you can buy, um, ready to roll out. Um, we got ours at Trader Joe's, but then Allegra found this recipe that I can link to because I think it was New York Times cooking of doing little pizzas in muffin tins. So like little individual little pizza muffins. Yeah. Um, and they did that like they followed the recipe. They did the whole thing. Another night, Reed and Violet did breakfast for dinner, but did it up really well. Like they made bacon and pancakes and eggs and like really cooked. And they're 11 and 8. They're still little. So um, overall, it's been really satisfying for the kids. Really fun. There have been some phone it in nights. Allegra and Reed that when Allegra and Reed's turn came up the second time, they decided we were doing a front yard sandwiches picnic. But even their sandwiches were like phoned in really hard. I was like, "Oh, did I get mayo on mine?" And <laughs> she's like, butter. "No, you Yay. got butter." And I was like, you got "Okay, butter. Well, I like mayo." And so anyway, so it's not like it's not all 
it's not like all amazing, but I'm just reporting back because I thought it would be a fun experiment and a good way to up their kitchen skills a little bit and their ability to cook together in the kitchen. And um, Allegra likes to bake so much that she will often do a baking project, which is fine. It's great. And she'll include Violet. But I, it, baking is not the only thing you need to know how to do in the kitchen. Right. And I think being responsible for a dinner um, gave them like they had to think ahead about it a little bit. And um, it's it's been great. And Brian and I have truly not gone in the kitchen those nights. Like, we're just like, yeah. nope, I don't care if you feed us cereal, but we're not responsible for it. And that well, has right. been I mean, that's a, a big part of it. Right. Like we also phone in yeah. dinner all the time. Um, and they're learning that sometimes phoning it in is part of getting it done. And yep. they're still responsible for the whole thing, which is the important part. Like, yeah. you know, just thinking it through and then you don't have to. And that's great. yeah. No. So that's I would call that a win. And I think we're as we record this, we have, you know, not too many more weeks, but two or three more weeks. And I I want to get through the rotation probably one more time. So each pair has another chance because we did kind of fall off uh, in the middle of the summer here with our travels. But um, yeah, so if anyone is brave enough to try, um, I think it worked well at these ages for my kids and I'm going to call it a summer success. Nice. I like it. Megan, I know we have a lot of moms in our community who really care about their kids' nutrition, but don't love the kids' gummy vitamins they're finding at the store. I get it. And so did the folks with our sponsor, Haya Health. Haya makes a kids' chewable multivitamin that kids love and that parents can feel great about. The company was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of those more popular children's vitamins, so they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's daily kids' multivitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website, so go to HayaHealth, H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash momhour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. We are welcoming back Ritual as a sponsor today. And Megan, you know, I've really stepped it up lately when it comes to health and wellness. I mean, I've told you this, but I go to an actual exercise class multiple times a week outside my house. That said, it's always tempting to want to do things perfectly. And here's the thing. A flawlessly clean diet is not something I'm ever going to achieve. Thankfully, Ritual is here telling moms it's okay not to be perfect. We love that message, right? Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin helps fill in key nutrient gaps to support foundational health with high-quality, traceable ingredients in clean, bioavailable forms, which means your body can actually access and use them. Yeah, Sarah, I appreciate that Ritual's multivitamin is clinically backed. They put loads of research into their formulation, and Ritual is also soy-free, gluten-free, vegan-friendly, and formulated without GMOs. And this might sound kind of silly, but I love how pretty the packaging is and how the mint tab in each bottle helps keep those capsules smelling fresh. Oh, I love that too. Those little details make a big difference. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash the mom hour. Start ritual or add essential for women 18 plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash the mom hour for 25% off. All right. So I think we mentioned at the very beginning, we're recording this August 1st, but you all are hearing it August 10th or after. And even, even those 10 days represent kind of like a jump forward in wherever you are in your end of summer uh, planning. So Megan, I thought we could each share when school starts for our kids and what's left for us uh, this month of August, wherever, you know, whatever that means. So I can go first. Um, Reed and Violet are in elementary school still, and their school starts August 19th, which is a Thursday. So as we record this, um, it's about two and a half weeks left. As you're, as you're all hearing this, it's like a week away. So we're, we're definitely uh, winding down. But Allegra has some orientation week stuff the very end of August and does not actually start academic classes till after Labor Day. So it's a a pretty big big spread in my house um, between the two schools. And we'll get into that um, because I have some thoughts. But with our remaining summer, um, we're back 
from a trip we went on to Rhode Island. That was like our big travel. So we're definitely back and settling back in. Uh, This coming week, Reed is doing a four-day biking, like mountain biking camp, where he gets to go on bike rides every day, but also learn how to change a tire and take care of a bike. And I'm really happy about that because that's a skill that I don't, we don't personally have a lot of. And I think we'll open up a lot of opportunities for him to just be a good biker and and no safety skills and all that. So I'm excited about that. Um, Allegra is back at the zoo camp as a junior counselor, junior camp counselor. She did this at the beginning of the summer for two weeks and then um, is back for one more week. And so she's like a helper counselor. Um, they have the junior high age kids helping, but not being a full counselor. And um, it's when I was talking about her boredom and not having anything to do, this type of thing has been a perfect antidote because she's tired at the end of the day. It's yeah. like school hours, you know, it's like eight to three. Um, but she comes home with like funny stories about the little kids and she's meeting other counselors and she's tired if it's hot out. I mean, like I said, we've had really good weather, but if it's even a little bit warm, she's hot, she's tired. And that's perfect. Like that's what you, that's what I have felt like she needs is like more input, more like novelty input, not just being at home. So she'll do that for five more days. Um, Violet has some play dates and my sister and my nieces are in town. So we'll, we'll do a little fun things there. Um, I think the remaining week or so, week or two, feel very like kid centered and very busy, but home. So no more. Tra- I guess my point is, I feel like our travels are done, but we have quite a bit of like Allegra also is doing a dance camp in a couple weeks and has an audition for a dance thing. So we're like we're we're activity heavy, but we're not traveling. I would this is how I would characterize the rest of August. I am going to take Allegra and Reed down to um, our old stomping grounds where we moved from in Orange County just for one oh. night. To see some friends and they're very excited. I mean, our our move for those who have followed along was kind of quick and sudden in yeah. the middle of a pandemic. So there are friends we left behind. Of course, we told them we're moving and we were able to do some drive by goodbyes and stuff. But it's a whole year later. And like even said, she's like, I've changed so much since I've seen these friends. And I'm like, <laughs> well, honey, that's part of just being in seventh grade. Like everyone changes like from their right. friends. But you you add a move and a pandemic in there and it, it I think it will be nice for them to see some of their old friends. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's kind of where we stand. Oh, I was going to say like the gap between when the younger two start and when Allegra starts is this is a looming looming a little bit for me, but I, I'm not quite mentally there yet because it's still, you know, it's still two and a half weeks away, but then it's going to be another two and a half weeks of having hashtag board teen with nothing to do. And there's no camps because a lot yeah. of schools are back. So I don't know. Does anyone need like a mother's helper for, you that. know, yeah, put her 11, to work. 11 days? At or the end I wonder of if August. there's like some big house. I mean, I don't know how she, some kids are great at house projects. Some aren't, but I wonder if there's something big, some big project. Cause like, here's the thing about boards, teens, some boards, teens are still great. Even going back by like the um, philosophy of like, let them be bored. They'll go find things to fill their time with. Some will do that and some won't do that. And sometimes it's because there's, they're too young to have the opportunity to do that. There's like, where would she go? Yeah. It's not like she can drive anywhere. No. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm just thinking maybe something that's kind of very much under her. Is there anything that could, that Billie Eilish could lead her through? <laughs> I mean, yeah, she, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. She started she Billie just- Eilish fan club newsletter. Yeah, seriously. Or like do Billie yeah. Eilish inspired pop art or something. Yes, yeah. maybe, oh maybe. Yeah, so I'll, I'll report back on that. But um, so that was a lot. That's the rest of our August. How about you? Well, um, our school, I had to look this up because I didn't even know. Our school doesn't start until September 7th. It's the day after Labor Day. So as of this recording, we're a month and a week out. And even when it, you know, even when it publishes, it's still almost, almost a, a month. month. Yeah. yeah. So we still have quite a bit of summer left. Um, this coming week is the big, is the big trip of the year. So we're all, all of us going to the upper peninsula to hang out with my brothers and their families and my sister and her family. And this year there will be 25 of us. Oh my gosh. Um, all is of my kids are going camping. What's the, so it's a campground where everyone does what what they need to do. So my brother has an RV. My other brother has a camper of some sort. Um, they, it's new this year, so I don't know what it looks like. I think it's just a smaller camper. My sister and her husband have a tent that pops up on the back of their truck, like a pickup okay. truck, and they have a uh-huh. legit mattress inside. 
So they have like a bed, but it's, it's camping, but it's up off the ground, which I think Mm -hmm. is like ideal because then you don't get the damp ground and the bugs and all that. Um, I got cabins for my family. I, the last few years, and I do like to tent camp, but not for four or five days in a row. Yeah. And not when you don't know what the weather is going to be like and and not when there's not a good reason for it. <laughs> like if I was backpacking, I'd sleep in a tent or I'd sleep in a tent for one or two nights. But four or five nights, it just your body starts to not like it anymore. So um, I have a cat. I have two cabins, one for my adult children. Jacob and Isaac are coming and they haven't come for several years. They haven't nice. really come since they've been out of high school. So they're just going to drive up separately. Clara is already on her way right now. She is going with John and Jenna, cause they're going up a day early. Um, and my brother, other brother's family is coming from Minnesota. They're going to be there tonight. So then all the girl, all the girl cousins get to hang out together. And this is like, they've been having packing parties on, um, I don't know what they do. I think they do it on zoom. So they'll oh like, they were all packing together online. They've had like virtual sleepovers to get ready. They that have so much fun. Cutest. It is. It's cousin so envy cute. for my kids and myself. Yeah. Just never. And then the boys, you know, the boys kind of run in the pack too. So there's five girls ranging in age. Luna's 10 and the oldest girl is 16. And then the boys range in age from Owen is the youngest at 15 um, up to Harry, who I think just turned 18. So, or maybe he just turned 19. He's like at the older end. So there's like a big, pretty, pretty big range of kids ages, but they all hang like in packs. That's amazing. Um, and this year, Mario is coming with his girlfriend and her two kids. So that's my oldest nephew. My niece, Erin, is coming. There's only a couple of kids missing this year, adult kids missing this year. And then Eric is coming. So, like, it's really going to be, like, a big thing. And we'll be up there for five days. So, so but, exciting. And then we're going to stay an extra day, Eric and I. Um, and the kids will be traveling back with family. And then we're going to check out the property. So, like, it's just a lot. A lot, a lot. And then the week after that, uh, Jenna and Missy and I are going on our two, like we always try to get some little getaway every summer. And we're going up just a few hours north, not to the UP, but to Jenna's mom and dad's condo in northern Michigan. And last year we went and just laid by the pool. And I don't know, kind of just laid by the pool for two days. It was awesome. Just escape, escape just summer with families. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And that's lovely. And then when I get back, oh, Clara and I have, um, we always do a one night, you know, girls camping trip. Well, we just kind of put that off this year because the early part of the summer was kind of busy, but um, we're going to do that sometime in August. And the thing that's kind of weird and hard as a divorced family during the summer is that it makes a lot of sense to mix up your co-parenting schedule. Usually we're like half a week on, half a week off. Roughly it's like four days, three days, four days, three days. Mm-hmm. Um that doesn't really work in the summer because everybody wants to take the kids on vacations. Like, yeah. you know, everything changes. So we got really creative this summer and John had the kids a lot longer before this little stretch. I'm having them for a long stretch, but then he's going to get them for another long stretch. And then I'll essentially get them for the last long stretch into school. Okay. So that kind of means I assume we'll have all this time to do stuff. And then I'm like, Oh no, I won't even maybe even see the kids for two weeks. And that's honestly too long. Like, even with as yeah. old as they're getting, I was realizing that when he had them for 10 days, like that is the longest I've ever gone without seeing any of them. And yeah. Will comes back because he works in town and I'll see him, you know, he'll pop in and everything. But Owen and Clara were really just legitimately gone for 10 days. And it started to feel really weird. Like the first yeah. week I'm used to that much, but now, you know, but after that, so we're going to have a, a stretch of time kind of like in mid-August, roughly around the time we get back from the trip a few days later and then they'll be gone for like two weeks. Wow. Um, so that's just going to be kind of rough. So yeah, you know, it is what it is. And that's, that's kind of how it works. Kayaking will fit that, in. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like I've got all this time and I'm going to make sure we get that pool ready before they go so that I can be laying by the pool. kayaking, going to the beach, doing all my, you know, the stuff I want to do on my own. Yeah. And then when they get back, it'll be just jumping right back into family time. And then we'll be prepping for school. So even though it's a month, it just won't last that long. You know, right. it's, it's going to go fast. So. I felt that way about the month of July. Um, like it felt like the my first like four weeks of summer kind of dragged. Honestly, the roof was being redone. Like, eh, yeah. nah, nah. and then the last three to four weeks of July, like from after Fourth of July, from after Fourth of July on, w- went really, really fast. And I think that's normal for for yeah, seasons of right. life. Is like it doesn't plot along. There are there are times that like really drag, and then like holy moly, how like where did the last six weeks go? So. 
I find that June often drags. And around here, the weather in June typically isn't that awesome yet. So it just feels like you want summer. And you're like, why isn't summer really here? It feels like summer should be here and it's not. And so then by ri- by July, it just starts picking up steam. So yeah. I think that's pretty yeah. normal. Well, I thought we could each share what has been fun in terms of leisure activities. And this is wide open. If leisure for you is like painting your nails or scrolling Instagram, like, and I'm speaking to you, Megan, but also you, the listener, like that's fine. But I I do think it's fun to hear what other people are doing for fun because I can sometimes get in a fun rut. So what has been fun for you this summer? Well, one thing that I think has been different about this summer, and actually Eric and I were hanging out. I'm talking a lot about Eric the last two episodes, yeah, aren't he I? He's the star of this He's episode. He's the star of these episodes. Um, well, you know, he and I hung out all last summer as just friends. This is our platonic lead up to dating. Right. And so we kind of started this last year. But one thing that we do a lot together is just drive around to towns outside of our immediate area and I don't know if other people who live in small towns can relate, um, smallish towns, small towns that have stuff going on. So I live in like the biggest small town in my area of small towns. So we have a decent number of restaurants. There's things to do. We have the beaches, we have restaurants, we have things to do here. People come here to do stuff. But right. in the summer, that means all these other people are here doing stuff. And I don't want to be in my town because it's full of tourists. And I mean, that's great. They make the economy go, but um, I don't want to be waiting you know, two hours to get seated at a restaurant that in February I could walk in and sit right down. So I usually just don't go out a lot in the summer, just go to friends' houses, but there's lots to do in this area. Um, and I think I've just been kind of lazy about not wanting to drive 15 minutes. Once I got to the small town and everything was so close by suddenly driving 15 minutes felt like a lot of work, Yeah, which, you know, very different from living in a big city where everything forever to get to. So, um, I just really didn't for a long time. And he and I have really tried to be really good. We both like driving around. We both like listening to music in the car and talking. So we've just been like, hey, let's drive 20 minutes this way and go to a different place that we haven't been. Or now we're getting to know different towns in our area much better than I did before, um, which is good. I mean, it's it's just it opens up the horizons a little bit. I I do like new scenery and that's been really fun. So there's been a lot of that. And we touched on media consumption in last week's episode and I think that, you know, one thing I had mentioned was that I really want to start consuming TV that makes me feel smarter and like Mm. um, is intentional. And I've really been watching a lot of um, taking advantage of my PBS membership. I've watched a ton of Ken Burns documentaries. So I've learned about things like Prohibition and uh, Ernest Hemingway. And so that's been great and feels a little less sporadic and like, I don't, you know, little less like spinny, like we talked about. And then yeah. sometimes just sitting on the patio with a magazine and a drink. I've been to the beach a few times, probably five or six times. I'm sure I'll go a lot in August. So it's been fun. Like it's been a fun filled summer, but not so far, not full of like many things to write home about. Yeah, no, but yeah. I, I think a lot of people can relate, especially if, um, if you do live in an area that was more open safely this summer than last summer, then obviously we're all going to do the things we missed out last summer. And yeah. for each person, the opposite might look different, but you're going to compensate. We're going to, we're each compensating in different ways. So for some of us, that might mean gatherings or family or travel, but it's going to look very different than the previous summer. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, over here for fun, um, very fun for me is continuing to explore my hometown that is now new to me, which is really weird. But last summer when we we moved here last summer and things were restaurants and coffee shops were they were kind of curbside or takeout only. And I wasn't just going out in the world that much. So continuing to really try to check out local restaurants and coffee shops. Um, I've had some really good, good finds and good like um, just getting getting out there in the community a little bit more. And that has felt fun and almost like a hobby to me this summer. Um, I'm also like weirdly kind of getting into houseplants, which I know is so cliche, like for my stage of life and this time that we're living in. But little by little, I'm keeping indoor plants alive. And I came back from my my eight, nine day travel to Rhode Island. And I I realized that before I left, when I was doing different things around the house before I left, I like moved a couple of plants and I thought about how to water them for being gone. And like, that's just not something I've ever been into. So I haven't, I have a couple new plants. I had a plant 
I think I'm pretty sure it's dead from from being too watered before I left and then not enough watered. But that's okay. That's part of having houseplants is you learn. Um, so that's kind of fun. I do have a few fun podcasts and TV shows to recommend that I'll list off really fast here and then link in the show notes. But um, Your Own Backyard is a true crime podcast that I really enjoyed. Um, Even the Rich is a pretty popular, like, fun pop culture podcast, but they do deep dives on different um, celebrities or wealthy people. And I really enjoyed the Madonna series. Um, okay. And, and then Toxic is... It's the new podcast by the podcasters who've been podcasting about Britney Spears for years. Like they're the ones who kind of started the free Britney movement. But now there's this is like, I don't know, kind of their investigative podcast. So that's been I'm only listing the fluffy, fun ones. I also listen to a lot of like a lot of other podcasts, but those are kind of fun. Um, We are watching The Right Stuff, which is a really good show on Disney plus national geographic about the space race, the early days of NASA, oh, um, okay. yeah. like historical. I mean, it's, it's dramatized, but really true to accuracy. Um, and it's, it's kind of the part of the space race that's just before everybody knows about it's like early, early NASA before the moon landing and stuff. So that's really good. Um, we're watching the good place. We watched top chef this summer. I watched Ted Lasso season one twice again. Well, again, and I've then Allegra watched Ted Lasso. Oh everyone gosh. is just saying how great it is. So it's just so hard. It's just great. Um, we were doing documentary Thursdays with the kids for a few weeks. That was another like summer thing I wanted to do and watching documentaries as a family. And we watched a few good ones. I'll link them up in the show notes. Um, and we got kind of got off of that. So that was good. And then I have um, the book I'm reading right now is Dusk Night Dawn by Anne Lamott. Are you an Anne Lamott person? I can't remember. I again. am. Um, but I've Sometimes. read more of her. Well, I've read her books on like her essay collections. That's what um, this is too. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. I really like her essay collections yes. a lot. So then I think you would love this actually for even for your mother of reinvention and your personal writing and stuff, because it's a lot about resilience and and kind of coming through hard times. And it was written in pandemic times. It's it's oh, quite okay. recent and it's very short. It goes really fast. So I'll link that one up. Um, and anything else I think of, I don't want to take too much time here, but um, I, I can link up some other of my media recommendations because that's always a big part of fun for me is the media I consume yeah yeah and you know I'm about to go on a trip and usually right before I go on a vacation or a trip of some sort where I anticipate a lot of reading I end up kind of going and like binging on buying and and checking out books so now I have this stack of books that I don't even know I don't even really remember what I got but hopefully because for me my reading habits tend to go in spit in spurts you know, mm-hmm. like I'll just read the stuff. I'm, I'll always have a book going on my Kindle, but it's really just to put me to sleep at night. Yeah. And then I'll go on a trip and read like five books and then yeah. I come home and don't really read that much. So maybe I'll have a lot of books to talk about. Maybe we should do a whole book episode yeah. coming up in uh, September or something once we both have something to talk about. <laughs> I would love that. And I can't wait to hear what you read because I like the way you you do kind of wander into a bookstore and just see what grabs you. So I can't wait to hear about it if it grabbed you. All right, everyone. Well, you can reach us as always um, on Instagram, in our Facebook group at hello at themomhour.com. We would love for you to go back if you missed it or if you just haven't caught up yet. Um, our voices interview from Friday of last week is a really fun conversation with Amanda Park, who is our newest team member at the Mom Hour. And so there's some fun behind the scenes, what what we have going on here at the show, but also um, Amanda's kind of working mom career journey. And that was a really fun conversation. So would love for you to go listen to that. If you need more podcasts, if you need more Megan and Sarah in your ears this, uh, this week. And it was fun, Megan, cause we got to do it together. We don't usually do our voices interviews together. Yeah. I had kind of, I kind of forgot how all of that works. Um, cause it's been so rare that we do three-way interviews, but it was really a lot of fun and Amanda's great. So really looking forward to everyone meeting her. Yeah. All right. Well, we will talk to you all in a week and happy August, everyone. I I hope everyone's August is exactly the part of summer that feels good to you right now, whether that's back to school or still at the beach. So we'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. The Mom Hour is supported by partners like Erica. Erica is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug when they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. Erica was built by a dad of three boys who saw that teens themselves were really becoming self-aware to the risks of social media, and he wanted to help them self-regulate. Erica works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. 
Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. Sarah, my new solo podcast, The Tease Made, is still going strong. I've got dozens of episodes published on topics like wellness, self-care rituals, caring for your home, creativity, herbal medicine, movement, all my kitchen adventures, and of course, tea. Well, of course. Yes, I love the teas made. It's such a fun peek into everything that's going on in your home and your life. And I just love the cozy vibe. Plus, I think a solo podcast can be such a nice contrast to interview shows or two host shows like ours. There's just something so calm about hearing one person talking to you for a little while about whatever's going on with them. Well, that makes me happy to hear because that is my intention. The Teas Made is your chance to step out of the busyness of everyday life and find calm and connection through cozy conversations. Just look for The Teas Made with Megan Francis wherever you get your podcasts.